Today on Truths That Transform. Tolerance is the last virtue of a depraved society. Wokeness is infiltrating public schools. It's coming into churches. It's coming into corporate boardrooms. And people don't really know what's hitting them. Hello and welcome. I'm Pastor Rob Pacienza. There was a time when our political, philosophical, and personal arguments were about what was actually true or not. But today, the battle is over whether there's any such thing as truth at all. Truth used to be something we were all trying to find together. Now it's something that comes entirely from within. If someone wants to change genders, that's what's true. If someone feels oppressed, then they are oppressed. On today's program, you'll discover how this sort of relativism is leading us into destruction and how we can escape it. And we begin with a look at the most prominent manifestation of all this, the so-called woke movement. Wokeness puts characteristics like race and gender and sexuality at the center of life and then encourages people to discover how they're being victimized by the powerful in those areas. Our own Dr. Jerry Newcomb takes a closer look at this movement. We live in challenging times when even popular brand promotions go from this to this. Hi, impressive carrying skills, right? I got some Bud Lights for us. Then you know things have really changed. It's everywhere. It's targeting our children. It's targeting our grandchildren. And we need to recognize wokeness is infiltrating public schools. It's coming into churches. It's coming into corporate boardrooms. And people don't really know what's hitting them. What we're seeing these days, note many Christian leaders, are manifestations of the so-called woke agenda. In effect, the woke agenda divides the world into a cultural Marxist view of the oppressor's and the oppressed. So, for example, the LGBTQ plus community is oppressed, while the straight community are the oppressors. The blacks are oppressed, the whites are oppressors. And on it goes. Justice, they say, demands a reversal of all this. Social justice is really the marching orders of wokeness as a movement. Social justice is that system of justice that is truly no justice at all. It's just leftism with a new, a new name, a new name, name badge. Uh, it's, it's that system, uh, it's, that, it's that ideology that tries to remake society uh, to give deprivileged groups power. The interests of deprivileged groups, underprivileged groups intersect. And that means that those groups should find common cause. They're not the same group, but they should unite and they should overturn any way they can that inequality, that systemic inequality that has collectively harmed them and marginalized them and made them abnormal. We need to be very clear that such a program of social justice is very different 
than biblical justice. So how exactly can we define wokeness? Wokeness, according to Merriam-Webster and other sources, paraphrased, is waking up to, as woke voices would have it, the nature of racial injustice in this country. So effectively, the woke claim is that America is systemically racist. It's not just that individuals out there say and do racist things. It's not just that in days past we've had slavery on the books and Jim Crow law and that sort of thing, evils, all of them. It's that today the American public order is shot through with racism. In fact, some voices on the woke side, like uh, Robin DiAngelo, have argued that racism hasn't just stayed in the American system. It's actually gotten worse today because it's harder to spot. So the problem of racism, just so we get this on camera and clear, is worse than it was in the days of American slavery, which is a staggering claim when you start to think about it. If you're woke, you adhere to critical race theory. Critical race theory says if you're white, you're a racist. It's as simple as that, right? Uh, you can read any of the critical race theory authors, Ibrahim Kendi, and, and they want to bring back racism. They want to bring back discrimination. Ibrahim Kendi says the only solution to past racism is future racism. And so what they're teaching the kids in all public high schools, the way the school board is allowing it in, is that if you're white, you're a racist, and there's nothing you can do about it. But they use race. Uh, the history uh, in America of uh, the tensions between blacks and whites over slavery and the Jim Crow racism that followed to divide people into oppressors and the oppressed. Most of the problems of the African-American community is because of the literacy rates and the fatherlessness. That's what's causing most of the problems, right? So we need to understand that critical race theory is a bad thing. Today, of course, people are asking Am I woke enough to be seen as virtuous? Woe to the person who is on the wrong side of woke. And so that's where we are at, where we have collective demonization. One person is deplatformed or canceled, everybody else has to chime in. So that's part of what I call propaganda. Tucker Carlson is out at Fox News. Couldn't have happened to a better guy. Deplatforming works, and it is important. The other part is the use of language. Critical. In propaganda, you tell people what they want to hear, and then you give them what you want them to have. And now we see wokeism infiltrating not only the media, but the schools at virtually all levels, the corporations, and even the military. It begins in California with a little girl raised by two moms. We are seeing one of the worst recruiting and retention crises in our nation's history. And part of the reason for that, a, a huge reason for that, is that the military is, is now largely perceived by young people as a place that is not welcome to people of faith. I've heard from more than one service member that if you're a Christian, or a person of faith serving in the military, you have to hide that. Whether you call it wokeism or political correctness, religious hostility, it all falls under the same umbrella. And what we're really seeing happening, I, I think it's beyond just an experiment. It's no longer in the experimental stages. I think it's, it, it, it's there. Uh, it, it has taken root uh, and it's fully existent in our military. 
As wokeism is infiltrating virtually every sphere of society, it is now even worming its way into the church. It's the guilt, the white guilt, that is being manipulated uh, in many cases that's causing, quote, woke pastors to embrace critical race theory. And the problem about it is that when you uh, embrace critical race theory, you're rejecting the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because as Christians, we know that Jesus died on the cross for our past, present, and future sins, for our individual sins. And we know that if we um, confess our sins, if we turn away from our sins, uh, that we're covered by the blood of Jesus. And so we get redemption and you don't have to repeatedly ask for forgiveness because God hears us the first time and he forgives us. And there's no basis for people being held uh, under bondage for things that their ancestors did, things that happened uh, before they were born. I want to cut to the chase. Critical race theory is a denial of the gospel. Critical race theory says that because I am a white male who grew up in the last half of the 20th century, that I'm a racist. I can't help but be a racist. I will always be a racist, whether I know it or not. The gospel says that in Christ we're new creatures. You think Saul of Tarsus wasn't prejudiced against Gentiles before he met Jesus on the road to Damascus? And then he became an apostle of the Gentiles. It's a denial of the gospel. We're new creatures, neither Jew nor Greek, male nor female, bond nor free. We're new creations in Christ. And it's also a denial of Dr. King's vision of a country where we're judged not by the color of our skin, but by the content of our character. If you're gonna say, I can't help but be a racist, you're judging me by the color of my skin. That's, that's, uh, that's racism. What Satan is doing today, ultimately I believe, through the ideology I call wokeness, is trying to get innocent people, not in their own strength, but through Christ, to believe that they're condemned based on skin color, which is an idea that is nowhere in Scripture. In fact, Scripture doesn't even teach that there are different races. Scripture teaches in Acts 17, 26, that we're one human race. We're of one blood. Marxism itself was about uh, abolishing re religion, abolishing churches. Uh, the modern day woke, in some ways, have been clever in using these ideas to maybe attack it from the inside. And I think that is, in some ways, uh, even more disconcerting. I mean, the church has played such a fundamental role in combating the Marxism in the 20th century. This is a new challenge uh, for the 21st century uh, that uh, is a very serious one. And what has been the effect of this Marxist onslaught against America and its most basic institutions? So you've got a lot of different voices coming from different angles, sure, but together arguing this collective line that America is racist and so we should hate the American past and we should remake American society. And it's, it's not good. A lot of this is evil thinking. People aren't able to spot it as a whole, but it's having a massive effect today. And this woke ideology is ultimately totalitarian. That's why we have this concept of cancel culture. If you don't believe in these ideas and you don't openly express them, uh, your silence is violence. That's, these are the words of those who promote uh, the woke ideology, that if you are not actively trying to promote their ideology uh, to everybody else, 
uh, you are working against the revolution. You must be crushed. You must be silenced. You must be unpersoned uh, and, and, and separated from society. I mean, that's where this is going. The wolves are at the gate, and we need to recognize that wokeness is not just out there in the public square. I care about the public square. I care about this country. I believe as a Christian, I don't view my country as perfect, um, but I do care about the people around me, the neighborhood, the community, the town, the city, whatever it may be, the state and the nation. I care about these realities. The gospel is not fundamentally a social gospel. It is a converting gospel that saves the sinner and then, yes, turns them loose in the world that God has made to be a force uh, for good. While the so-called woke movement has only developed in the past few years, the philosophy that made it possible has been in place for decades. Dr. D. James Kennedy saw this clearly. He saw how the concept of tolerance was disappearing in favor of a coercive new movement for which tolerance wasn't good enough. This movement would require acceptance and even celebration of its behaviors and would punish those who refused to go along especially Christians. Here's more from Dr. Kennedy's prophetic message, The New Tolerance. The future of this country in a very strong way depends on our understanding what's happening to young people today. And it has a great deal to do with tolerance. The New Tolerance means this. Not only do you put up with and endure and bear with those who have different views, habits, and or lifestyle than your own, but you agree with their views as well. Furthermore, you hold that their views are equally as valid and as true as your views. And furthermore, that their lifestyle is equally true and equally valid with your own. And therefore, there's no possible way that you could be intolerant because there's nothing to be intolerant of. And furthermore, you must even be willing to promote and endorse that other lifestyle since it is every bit as good as yours. Now, how can this be? Well, it begins with the idea that there is no absolute truth. Therefore, one kind of lifestyle is as good as another kind of lifestyle. Uh, 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 you mustn't judge because there's no absolute standard to judge by. And we have even invented a new civil right. And that is the civil right for my feelings not to be hurt. Now I'm sure that as I'm saying these things, there are instances that are leaping to your mind of times when you have run into this in talking with people about different things. You will more in the future. There is no truth. There are no moral absolutes. And the important thing is my feelings and that brings us to the fact that there are not even any universal truths for, of any kind for people 
and whatever truths we have are simply societal constructs that each community or society or nation has created, and these do not apply beyond the borders of that culture. All morality is culturally created and culturally defined. This is why I have repeatedly said that tolerance is the last virtue of a depraved society. Tolerance is the last virtue of a depraved society. When you have an immoral society who has blatantly, proudly violated all of the commandments of God, there's one last virtue they insist upon. Tolerance for their immorality. And they will not have you condemning what they have done as being wrong. And they've created a whole world construct in which it's not. And in which they are no longer the criminal or the villain or the evil person, but you are. And so they call evil good and good evil. And believe me, that's just the beginning. Now, my friends, Christianity is the most loving religion in the world. God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, gave his life. God gives to us eternal life. God forgives us and he urges us to love others, to love our friends, to love our enemies, to love even those that kill us. But Christianity is an absolute religion. And by the way, all of these strictures do not apply to other religions, only to Christianity, because that is the only absolute religion. You can belong to three or four of other of the world religions at the same time. But God is a jealous God, and he will not have any other gods before him. And all of the gods of the heathen, he says, are but idols, idols. But God says, I am Jehovah. There's none like me. Christ says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. That statement alone could one day in America could have landed him in jail because it is absolutist. Only Christ died for the sins of the world. Only Christ rose again from the dead. Only Christ offers eternal life freely to those that will trust in him. Christianity is diametrically opposite from all of the other world's religions in those things that really matter. But because it is absolute and not relative, it is Christianity against which all of this that I have mentioned is aimed. And it's like being corralled like sheep to the slaughter. Most of the sheep, they don't even know what's happening. Wake up! You did, didn't you? 
good. Dear friends, for 40 years, I have urged this congregation to be faithful to the Great Commission of sharing the gospel with a needy world, a needy nation. Many of you have been indescribably faithful in doing that year after year, decade after decade. But even more of you, no way. You haven't led anybody to Christ last year. You didn't lead anybody to Christ the year before that. You didn't lead anybody to Christ last decade. You didn't lead anybody to Christ in the last 40 years. Some of you haven't led anybody to Christ in the last 70 years. You're going to find out what's at the end of the road of disobedience to the Great Commission. It's time that we stood up for Jesus Christ and showed some backbone while we still have a place to stand. Hi, I'm Jennifer Kennedy Cassidy. America was born out of biblical principles and a Christian worldview. But for decades now, our foundations have been under attack from those who would replace them with cultural Marxism. And recently, many leaders have been trying to impose this progressive dogma on our men and women in uniform. They seem to care more about letting people choose and change their own gender than they are about the safety of our military and the protection of our nation. That's why it's important for you to sign our petition to Senate and House leaders to support Marco Rubio's legislation that would prohibit those who have been diagnosed with gender confusion from serving in the military. As Senator Rubio points out, you can't even serve in the military if you have a peanut allergy. And yet the current president has turned the military into a woke social experiment. Protect our nation and our troops by contacting us for this petition through the information on your screen, signing it, and sending it back to us as soon as possible. It's essential that Congress pass the Ensuring Military Readiness Act. Through this petition, we can join our voices together, calling upon them to do that. If you're able to give a generous donation to help advance the work of this ministry when you ask for your petition, we'll thank you by sending you the Woke Warfighters Report. Written by Senator Marco Rubio and Congressman Chip Roy, this report gives detailed but concise evidence for the woke takeover that's underway in our military. This Marxist ideology is putting our nation and our service members in danger. Find out how in the Woke Warfighters Report. And we'll also send you the hardcover book, A Nation Worth Fighting For, by my father, Dr. D. James Kennedy. It features four of his most powerful messages on the importance of battling for the heart of this nation. These are some of my father's most impassioned messages about the country he loved and believed was worth fighting for. Not with weapons and violence, but with truth and the liberating power of the gospel. This country can be turned around. And these messages will encourage you to pray and act. 
That's the printed report, Woke Warfighters, by Marco Rubio and Chip Roy, plus my father's hardcover book, A Nation Worth Fighting For, as our thanks for your generous donation to the work of this ministry. And whatever you do, contact us right away to get your free petition to congressional leaders calling upon them to support the Ensuring Military Readiness Act. Simply write to us at D. James Kennedy Ministries, Box 11154, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33339, or call toll-free 877-962-7677, or go online to djkm.org. It's a good thing to be compassionate, to try to see things from another's perspective, and to weep with those who weep. But the new brand of so-called compassion that's arrived on the scene makes people's individual, subjective experiences the chief authority in life. It tells us that someone's personal impression of being oppressed, or of being slighted, or of being of a different gender is absolutely true, regardless of the objective facts. There is simply no way for a society to exist under those conditions. If there's nothing objective, no common shared ground of truth, then everyone merely does what is right in his own eyes. As the Bible describes apostate Israel, which was falling apart under God's judgment in the book of Judges. With every person inventing their own definition of justice, there can only be chaos. Our current woke definitions of justice have led us back to a time of segregation, where even universities now have segregated graduation celebrations for black, Asian, and female students. It would almost be comical if it weren't so tragic. Human-invented notions of social justice, guided by Marxist critical theories, are tearing apart the nation, and even tearing apart our churches. God defines the issue clearly through the Apostle Paul in Galatians. Now the works of the flesh are evident, sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If you look around, it's not difficult to see which of these lists of fruits have been produced by our current woke movement. If you're on a road heading off a cliff, the only way back is to turn around. The Bible's word for that is repent. It is time for repentance, which begins with the house of God. Our salvation is in the truth, and the truth is a man, Jesus Christ. Nothing short of transformation by the truth of Jesus Christ will save us, but fortunately for all of us, he offers it to us for the taking. Repent, therefore, and turn back, that your sins may be blotted out, that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, and that he may send the Christ appointed for you, Jesus. As we close today, I want to thank you for standing alongside this ministry. We are so thankful for your support, which enables us to proclaim God's truth in troubled times. 
Make sure to connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And if you're in Fort Lauderdale, come join us for worship at Coral Ridge Presbyterian Church. You can join us by live stream every Sunday morning at crpc.tv. And now, here's a look at the next Truths That Transform. We're wasting a lot of time with things like uh, critical race theory and, and inclusion and social justice and all of these things that contribute nothing to the readiness of our military. That's next week. This has been a production of D. James Kennedy Ministries. <laughs>